Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on CityCast Denver. The Cherry Creek School District includes 67 schools across Southeast Metro Denver. They are consistently ranked among the best schools in the area, serving more than 55,000 kids. But according to a new investigation by reporter David Magoya at the Denver Gazette, that reputation has apparently been hiding a culture of gender and racial discrimination at the administrative level. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Talking about Cherry Creek School District. They're going to appreciate that. <laughs> we haven't covered them before, so. <laughs> Make it even more appreciated. <laughs> David Magoya, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thanks for having me, Bree. Hi. Hi. So, David, you just published this major investigation into the Cherry Creek School District. Take me back to the beginning. Why did you want to look into the district in the first place? Well, I'd like to take the credit for it, but actually we were reached out to by a former principal by the name of Linda Mackignon. She'd been there 25 years. And Linda had, in her words, had a number of years of bad experiences where women were paid differently than the men, women were treated, uh, disciplined differently than the men. Um, and Linda decided to, uh, to her right, file a complaint with the federal government, Department of Education, and began what was uh, now known as a Title IX investigation. So Linda came to us. She had read some of my work uh, at the uh, Denver Gazette and previously at the Denver Post and thought I would be a a good ear to see if uh, perhaps there was a story to be told. And it was important to us that the information come out but that it not be just in the voice of one person. So what we chose to do is to track down as many individuals as we could that were involved uh, with uh, any number of the incidents that she was alleging happened. We found a a number of women, uh, some still uh, employees there within the school district and a couple of men even. Um, None of them wanted to go on the record because most of them feared uh, repercussion, whether it's their job or future jobs. Uh, These are very difficult circumstances for some women and men to talk about. Uh, A number of them were in tears to me. So all these sort of weave together for a culture that some might describe as misogynistic, that um, equality in the school district simply doesn't exist uh, at many levels. But this apparently goes uh, quite up to the top. We had a couple of uh, examples of conduct, um, racist conduct as well, um, that was displayed by some administrators uh, at the highest levels. So yeah, I'd love to get into some of the things that you described in your piece. Like if someone has not read it before, what did Linda tell you she 
was experiencing. Like what she'd been, she's been with the district for many, many years. What was she experiencing enough that made her say, I need to, I need to step up and say something. What really got under the skin was Linda was seeing quite a lot of issues with how women were treated or um, sexist, racist, and was complaining to the district. I'll give you one really good example. In this case, it was a teacher who showed up at the school, a male teacher, who was wearing a sweatshirt at the holiday time, ugly sweater day. And, and the sweater depicted a, an image of Santa Claus. And it had the phrase, where my hose at? I'm just cringing because I saw that and I was like, at a school? And now, granted, there's no, the, the photograph doesn't show whether there are any children around the, 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 the teacher. But what was poignant about this photograph was that there were six, I believe there were six other women, fourth grade teachers around the male teacher, kind of goofing around and having fun with the whole thing. That was what what the concern was. It wasn't just the one guy by himself, but it was this sort of culture that such an, a moment could be allowed. So again, the, the tone at the top is where things happen. So when the upper part of the administration isn't setting that tone and the folks working down at the classroom level are without concern in the middle of incidents like that, it's got to raise a few eyebrows. And I think that's essentially what Linda's pointing out is it's this tone at the top that's a problem. And in your story, you also detailed incidents of racially insensitive behavior. Can you give me an example of what that looked like? One example, for instance, where an administrator was particularly unenthused with the discourse of some of his subordinates um, and how his wife uh, may have gotten uh, some advancement or her position within the district. And he was quite angry and lashed out at the group of people, it was about a dozen, two dozen people, two of whom were black women. And he uh, used the phrase, you need to know who your master is. You work for me. You must be loyal to me, etc. There was a great deal of discomfort at that. Uh, it was reported, and the district um, had him, or he responded to everyone in an email that we obtained. And in the email, he said, well, you know, I might have had a poor choice of words, but my message is clear uh, that if any of you have a problem, you don't need to be reporting this. You come to me. You're loyal to me. And... Um, Essentially saying that if you want another job, go hit the highway. It's either my way or the highway. Ugh. Okay. Well, I also want to talk to you about pay disparity because this is another thing that Linda had a problem with and talked about in her complaint. Can you tell me about that? Linda, as part of her own inquiry, looked into, and then we subsequently did the same ourselves, at the salaries compensation for executives, principals in the district and saw from Linda's work, which was open records requested a number of years ago, that women with greater experience than the men were getting paid, in some cases, demonstrably less money for similarly situated position. Um, I wanted to be sure that that was, in fact, still going on. And what we got back, 
was a database of salaries that showed no disparity in the pay. Now, that seems to suggest that the problem was corrected. But when we dug a little bit deeper and you start comparing the level of experience each of these administrators were said to have at this point in time today, and compare it with two years ago when Linda got her original document, we started seeing that men were given increases in experience inexplicably and women not quite so much. So even though they were getting paid the same, the men in some cases are getting paid at a level they don't yet deserve. So you were going and looking at the data to say, okay, can we can we show these disparities between men's and women's pay? And then it was almost like, not that the data was doctored, but things were adjusted to sort of justify paying men more, even though it was clear when you look at the bigger picture, men were getting paid more for than women for these positions. Their, in, their, their experience levels to justify that pay were increased, um, in some cases much more than women. Uh, women were too. So I think what they were trying to do is to get everybody at a pay level um, that was the same, but the experience levels in order to accomplish that had to be adjusted. Um, mm. I asked the district what was the explanation for that and the logic behind it, and I received no response. So one of your sources described the various problems you investigated as stemming from this, quote, culture of the creek, of the Cherry Creek School District. What do you think that your source meant by that, and how does it fit into Linda's story? I took it to mean that the creek is a very proud uh, exteriorly proud uh, organization that carries a certain uh, air of quality about it, a certain reputation. But the internal uh, culture is one of not rocking the boat, rustling feathers, anything that might demonstrably change that perception. And it, it seems that this culture has has been an issue for a while. It wasn't just something new. Why do you think that it's sort of been allowed to persist within these sort of inner workings of the administration of the district? You know, that's a, that's a good question considering we're in 2022. Uh, how does it happen in this particular district? Now, mind you, the district is very clear to say uh, this isn't happening. We don't have a problem. Ms. McIgnon, uh is wrong. And when I asked them to be quite specific about what they thought she was wrong about, their response was, is we're not going to litigate this in the, in the media. Dealing with these types of issues takes a much stronger bloodletting, I suppose. I don't know where things are headed. Uh, the school board has not yet publicly spoken on the matter. Um, I'm hearing that there is some discourse inside, but to what extent that'll become public, I don't know. Um, the Title IX complaint is not a lawsuit, so there's not quite the same issues of litigation involved where public bodies, governments, and a school district is very much a government, uh, don't want to uh, talk about it for liability concerns. But that's not to say a lawsuit won't happen, whether it's by Linda or anybody else. Uh, that may reflect a lot of this stuff. So, David, whatever happened to Linda McIgnon? <laughs> she's still at home with her husband, as far as I know, and her kids. Um, she's uh, not working. Uh, 
Um, but, you know, I think after 25 years, she's uh, looking at other opportunities. What those are, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but, sure. you know, she uh, she's pursuing this uh, because she really believes in it. Uh, I know she's expanding her reach by now talking to many other people who have come forward to her uh, through uh, because of the story. But again, I, what I thought was important about this story was to show that uh, even the most highly respected places uh, can have issues of concern. That was what was critical. And that this type of information rarely hits the public. You don't find out about it. Well, David McGoya, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I appreciate you having me today, Bree. I appreciate it. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Colorado unveiled its new driver's license design, and it looks slightly better than the old ones. The new design features an image of Mount Sneffels from the San Juan mountain range, a columbine, a bugling elk, and get this, a hologram that switches between a big green sea and two Pueblo chilies. Take that, New Mexico. And the real bald eagles of Westminster are at it again. The Stanley Lake Eagle Cam has documented a new eaglet in the nest. The Denver Post reports that the female bald eagle known as F420 has again taken up with a male bald eagle known as Dad. If you missed the drama two years ago, F420 ran Dad's previous mate out of the nest and took over. The couple then produced a baby bird last year, but tragically, the hatchling died when the branch the nest was resting on collapsed. We're crossing our fingers for this new baby bird's survival and hopefully a spinoff series. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're so happy you're here. If you didn't know, we have a newsletter that brings you even more Denver news and information every weekday morning right to your inbox. Sign up at denver.citycast.fm. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. I know I saw that pop up and I was like, it's been a year? This is news. This is news on our level, for sure.